Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. In the name of Jesus, amen. Christmas is a very dangerous time of the year. Yes, Christmas is a very dangerous time of the year, especially for us Christians. And the reason why, it is such a familiar time of the year. Indeed. You see, we all know the story. We get it. Jesus was born, and he was laid in a manger. The angels, they sang, and there was no room for him in the inn. We get it, and that is why it can be so dangerous, indeed. You see, even the average pagan knows the Christmas story. It has been reported before that out of all the church services in the entire year, that the pagan is most likely to come through the doors of the church on Christmas Eve. And the reason why? Christmas services are familiar. They're predictable. They know what to expect. Pagans know the story as well. They know that Jesus was born and laid in the manger. They know that the angels sang, and they know that there was no room for Jesus in the inn. They get it. They understand it. But dear friends, do we really understand the message of Christmas, the story of Christmas? Do we really get it? Now, please keep in mind that there is nothing wrong with knowing the bare facts of Christmas. It is good to know what happened. It is good to know that vocabulary. Indeed, it is good to know the vocabulary of the Christmas season. It is good to know the basic story. However, the danger is that when something becomes too familiar, well, we have a way of taking that familiar story and we take and we put it into a very little predictable box of our own. We take the story and we place it here, we box it up, and we say, ta-da, we know what it is. And then once we have contained it to our predictable little boxes, we often then, here's the kicker, we close our ears to the story because we say to ourselves, we say this, you know what, I've got it, I know the story, Jesus was born, he was laid in a manger, the angels sing, and there was no room for him in the inn, I get it, it makes sense, done. Yes, done. We've got it. Again, the danger is when the Christmas story becomes so familiar that people will know only the bare facts, the basic story, and that's it. Now, I would assume that the majority of us here tonight, the majority of you in the sanctuary tonight, you know the bare facts of the story, of the story of Christmas. In fact, your attendance here in the sanctuary says to me that you and I may have not gotten too tired of hearing the story of Christmas. So we're here yet again for another season, another time to hear that story again. And perhaps you and I like hearing the story of Christmas because it perhaps may conjure up blissful memories of our childhood. Or perhaps we don't mind hearing the story of Christmas because it adds to the Christmas cheer, we could say, the Christmas cheer of our children. But again, beware, dear friends, beware. 
we were making the story of Christmas too familiar, too predictable, and too tame. Too tame that it falls on deaf ears. Please hear this loud and clear. Hear this very loud and clear this evening. The story of Christmas is of no value. Yes, you heard that correct. The story of Christmas is of no value to you or anyone else if we make it into a mere history lesson, or worse yet, a mere mythological and predictable story that we only hear once a year. For if Christmas is just a story, a history lesson, if you will, it is of no value. Because even pagans can know the story and still perish for an eternity. But you, dear friends, you are not here, yes, you're not here in the sanctuary to hear a predictable, familiar, and tame story. As if you have come to this church service to somehow check off a religious obligation. You're not here in this sanctuary to make grandma happy. You're certainly not here in this sanctuary to hear and to somehow use the story of Christmas for your own holiday aspirations. No, you're not here for any of these reasons. For all of these reasons are very dangerous, not to mention very, very superficial. But instead, you are here in this sanctuary because you know that what makes the Christmas story important, what makes it vivid, what makes it powerful, what makes it relevant, is that the Christmas story is, get this, listen in, lean forward. This Christmas story is for you. Do you hear that? It is for you. Dear friends, if this Christmas story is for you and me, it cannot be too familiar, it cannot be too predictable, it cannot be too tame. If this Christmas story is for you, it cannot be old news. If the Christmas story is for you, it cannot fall on deaf ears, but is fresh every time that we hear it. Think of it this way for a moment. Sure, we know that Jesus was born and laid in a manger. But that, my friends, is not all there is to say. He was born and he was laid in a manger for you. Indeed, your Jesus was not born and laid in an extravagant crib with silk pajamas, per se, and gold petals laying around his head, as if he was born for majestic kings and angels. No, the Son of God, he was laid he was laid in an animal feeding trough, a manger in, cold, in a cold cave amongst smelly animals. The Son of God was a natural man in every respect. Jesus took upon himself human flesh, not just for the, the fun of it, but he did it for you. Christ Jesus, he showed his goodness to you and me that he humbled himself coming down so low. He came, he came down so low that he became flesh and blood just like you and just like me. He became flesh and blood for you and me indeed. And so the Christmas story, yes, the Christmas story is not just, hey, everyone, Jesus was born and laid in a manger in Bethlehem. Ta-da! No, that's not the message of Christmas, but instead the message of Christmas is more. It says this, Jesus was born, 
and laid in a manger in Bethlehem for you. The message of Christmas is not this, an angel saying, Christmas is the good news of joy. No, that's not what the angel said. But instead, the angel said this, Do not fear. I bring you. I bring you good news. I deliver good news to you that will bring great joy to all people. Dear friends, the story of Christmas is not some familiar, predictable, and tame story that is kept in our little boxes of predictability. It is not a story that is caged up that we can somehow maybe open the lid and peer in from time to time once a year and say, aha, there it is, oh, and then put the lid back on. As if Christmas story is something to be celebrated just once a year. I mean, if that's all that it is, if it's just a mere history lesson, why waste our money? Seriously, why waste our money? Why waste our time and our energy? All the twinkly lights we have to buy and all the cooking and all the the go, go, go. Why waste our time with any of that if it's just a mere story? But the story of Christmas, my friends, is not something that remains with Jesus. It does not remain with Jesus. It does not remain fixed in the past lodged in the past, and it cannot stay contained with familiarity. Christ was born indeed. We confess that. We, we say that's true. He was born indeed, but hear this more. He was born for you. The birth of Jesus occurred. Indeed, it did. It happened. The birth of Jesus occurred. But also hear this, that it occurred for your welfare, for your good, as a gift to you. And so listen up this evening, friends. Chins up. Jesus should have been born and laid in rose petals in a king's palace because he does not have a sinful nature. But instead, Christ Jesus, your Jesus, was born and laid in a dirty manger. He was born into awful circumstances, not to prove how tough he was, but he was born into tough circumstances so that it would be perfectly clear that his birth was for you and for me too. His birth shows you and me that he takes our births from us and absorbs them into his birth as a gift. Dear friends, this is the nature, it's the essence of the Christian faith. It's the very essence of the Christian faith. The birth of Jesus was not for Jesus, but it was for you. And the same goes for the rest of his life. The life that he lived was not for himself, but was for you. The death that he died was not for himself, but it was for you. The resurrection was not for him, but it was for you. All gifts for you, delivered to you over and over and over. Gifts, everything he did was for you. Christmas, though, just happens to be the first visible incarnation work of Christ that was done on your behalf. And so, my friends, make sure that you do not find joy in the Christmas story as a familiar, predictable, and tame story lodged in the past. But instead, hear the Christmas story that Christ has become your own by being born in Bethlehem for you. He was born in such lowly conditions and died in such painful circumstances. He did this so that it would be perfectly clear, that it would be perfectly clear that no sinner is outside of his grasp. 
Jesus came all the way down to where you and I are at by being born. He came all the way down. He came so low by being born just like you and me so that there was no distance, so there would be no distance for you to get to him. As it's been said before, he's at the bottom with you, especially for you because he's all about you. Merry Christmas to one and all. The gift of Christmas is for you. The Son of God being born is for you. His life is for you. His death is for you. His resurrection is for you. All is a sheer and complete and total gift. In the name of Jesus, yes, our Jesus, who is for you, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.